I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Monday night, 8 p.m. The online the online darts live lounge returns. Episode 134. Myself, Phil Bars, Lee Boyce and Dan Simpson are in the house. Boys, 134 episodes later. It's quite an achievement when you think about it. Um, I'm always surprised every week when we're able to return. And this, <laughs> week, and this week's even better. I'm not sure what he's doing with his facial hair, but anyone's an up, upgrade on Dob not being here. So nice to see you, Dan. I even I thought, you know, because I'm, I'm I, just to add to the young and cool. I thought I can, I can, I can do that as well, you know. I can do a backwards baseball cap. I can be the young, hip one. It's not a problem. You know, my first thought was as well, when Dob's not here, obviously we know he's reffing in Portsmouth, but I'm thinking, whose wedding's he attending to it tonight? Does he do <laughs> a big wedding if he's not here on a Monday? He's, um, to be fair, the internet's not very good in Portsmouth. However, No way. No way am I letting you make an excuse uh, for him. However, if one's not here, you don't make one for me. I, 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 I'm going to hammer him now. However, he's trying to be intellectual I'm going to the quiz. Oh, no. I mean, let's hope there's some questions on. Well, I, you know, I, I thought I had to bite that back then. I thought it was really, it could have been really, it's not nine o'clock yet, is it? No, no. I hope there's some questions on VAR. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. Because he's still bitter and twisted about it. Um, chat room, good evening. How are we doing? Everyone is in nice and early. Uh, 21 up bowls, how are we doing? Um, Bob is in. Tommy, how are we doing? ABM, as always. Paul, Kieran, hope you're feeling better, mate. Carl from Darts Track, hope you're good, mate. Good to have you in. Rob, Morgan, Davey, Andrew, Joe, uh, James, Wayne. Loads of people in today. Erps, how are we doing? Lee is in. Uh, Joel, Matt, oh, it's all superb. We'll talk about that, Matt. Don't worry about that. It's on the list. Um, I'm buzzing for tonight's show, really am. Plenty going on. But first of all, before we get into any darts, we announced it at the weekend on the stream, but we're going to go again now. The Live Lounge Live date is confirmed. Yes. Sunday, the 11th of December, will be the Live Lounge Live coming to you from the Prince of Wales in Ilkeston. 
Macy's Pub. We've got to finalise some bits, but date is nailed, boys. How exciting is this? I am buzzing. I'm absolutely, I can't wait. I've got my annual leave booked in at work to travel down. My new car's arriving three weeks before. This is going to be my first run out in my new motor. I'm absolutely buzzing. I can't wait. I just, I need to find myself a nice hotel locally. Um, I haven't picked one yet, so I, need, I, might need, I might need a recommendation from me somewhere to stay, but I'm really looking forward to it. We're just hopeful that we get a few people out of the chat room and a few regulars along just to, to have a bit of a catch-up and a meet and a few drinks, and it's going to be really good fun. Yeah, and look, perfect time for the World Championships um, as well. We, we'll put we'll, we'll put something out on Facebook. We'll do like a an event on Facebook, um, but it's out there now. The date is nailed. And I cannot wait. Um, so, um, the, the pub's not normally open on a Monday. However, Mace is opening it just for us so you guys can come along as well and get involved. What did that wrong with us being live? Why wasn't I told? <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we're live. <laughs> to be fair, the live lounge lives could be the one where we get cancelled. But hey, if we're going to do it, We'll go ahead a blaze of glory. Yeah, ideally, we need to do it through a different platform so we can retain access to this one. Once we <laughs> all get, like, we might just have to set something up just for that evening because there's a very, very decent chance we're not allowed on again. Um, so- well, I've got a feeling it's going to be like an actual Monday that we'll all turn up at one minute to work in there. What was the other event? Oh, <laughs> mate, I'm thinking I'm going to up. I'm going to travel this Sunday. I'm down for breakfast, mate. I'm going to have a full day with it. My whole PC setup that you all see on Instagram, I've got to pack this away and take it up and everything like that. It will be done. Now, um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I can't wait. So, people are asking. Now, the details aren't on social yet. We will get them out this week. We'll set up a Facebook event through our online darts page on Facebook. So, um, get over there. Uh, will there be an auction? No, Matt Ward's not invited, Johnny. <laughs> We've only got enough time to talk about the darts, not the auction as well. Um, uh, how much will it cost, Morgan? We are not charging you to come in. It's just we need to know who's coming, but it will be free entry. Just come and get involved. Um, evening, Paddy. Hope you are good. Um, but look, if it works, we've got some nice ideas going forward. But the first one, we just want to get it out there, test it. Make sure we can do it and everything like that. But after three years, the little live lounge that we started in lockdown is actually going to be a true live lounge. Uh, yeah, and that's the only thing we can guarantee right now about that Monday show. There will be further time. One hundred percent. It's going to start earlier as well. We're probably going to start somewhere between seven and seven thirty, and just see what happens. <laughs> Yeah, it will be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Um, um, yeah, I don't Plus the names that we've just briefly spoken about, and that's still in planning. So it should be yeah, good. Oh, there's, yeah, there's, there's some there's some decent names already want to come along that have messaged us saying, yeah, we'll come um, and, and stuff like that. So I genuinely can't wait. Um, we're going to be in and out. Like We won't all be in shot at the same time. Um We'll have obviously. I'm gonna have to produce some of it, and you boys can take the lead. Then we'll drop out. Job is gonna be there as well. We're gonna we're gonna get the housewife choice along. Um, will it be streamed? Yeah, we will go live on YouTube with it. So if we get cancelled, Gob said something stupid because he had a few beers. 
Um, um, Carl, if you could get across, mate, then more than welcome to. Um, be good to good to see you get involved. Obviously, by then the World Championship draw will be out as well. So just genuinely buzzing for this. Now we've got a date. Well, but, we've, we've spoken about it enough, so it's um, it's now over to us to deliver, isn't it? And we've yeah, we've well, ordered some new kit this week as well. We've got a camera switcher and everything coming. How exciting! I can't wait. I'm absolutely buzzing. Nice to have a little trip down south. Trip up north for me. Anything north for Hurstbourne's Aaron? I'm not, not going to lie, Dan. It's going to be weird seeing you and it's not in Blackpool. I know. <laughs> we, only, we only meet in Blackpool, don't we? We only see each other. Um, we're never going to be in shots at the same time. No, <laughs> no we can't. And by the way, from our point of view, Christmas jumpers are a must as well. No. Oh, it's December, isn't it? 11th yeah. of December, boys. Even you can't moan at that. It's not even, there's still more than 12 days till Christmas. Shush your gums. Is it, you know, it is, it's, 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 my lights will be up by then. So. Oh, mine's, mine's already in planning. That's just a waste oh, of it. If you want lights up, then you're not even armed, Dan. <laughs> I, I think the only thing stopping Mrs. Simpson from having the Christmas decorations up at the minute is she's busy decorating for Halloween. <laughs> decorate for Halloween and then we'll do Christmas after that to, to be fair Boise I was going to send you a screenshot yesterday they're switching the lights on in London on the 2nd of November I was going to send you a screenshot and invite you I, I feel like and I haven't I feel like I've got notifications for whenever Phil Bars put something on about Christmas because it seems like if I click on social media it's only been uploaded <laughs> 30 seconds and it's something to do with Christmas any other posts I don't see anything Oh, I've, on me. <laughs> I went fishing big time yesterday. It was brilliant. Oh, yeah, right. I, I full on bit. I'm surprised <laughs> I didn't get some be the Mojo bath or some gift bath. Yeah. Um, right, we're going to crack on with the show. Now that is out. So, first of all, we're going to go straight to the women's series. And before we dive into the ins and, and the outs, what a weekend for women's starts this was. Just continues to deliver. It, the, the standard, the the domination that we've had in 2024, 2023, I'm doing a year ahead of myself. The domination we've had in 2023 from Bowie's is well publicised. But the fact that we've had Natalie come away and pick up a, a title on Sunday, um, we've still seen some great runs from a number of other players. And this weekend, and obviously we'll we'll move on shortly to what Fallon then achieved this weekend in getting to the Grand Slam. Just generally, the quality on shows just improving uh, weekend on weekend. It's just so good to see. And the more the weekends continue, as to do, the more there's going to be taught that they need uh, a lot more TV opportunity in the PDC. Um, yes, Sam, there will be some darting guests. Don't you worry about that. Um, so, right, before a dart was thrown... Obviously, Bo had number one sewn up. She could have had four weekends off, and it would have still been still been all right. But the race for the World Championship and the Grand Slam took a twist before a dart was even thrown. Obviously, Lisa Ashton, it came out on Friday, wouldn't be competing due to um, an operation on her elbow, and we wish Lisa all the best in a speedy recovery. I know um, Lindsay sometimes listens to the show. Um, and things like that. And if, you, if you're if you listening, the Ashton family, we, we wish Lisa all, all the best and a, and a speedy recovery. So when that news broke, 
it was pretty much guaranteed, barring an unbelievable run from at the time Rihanna O'Sullivan, that Fallon and Makuru had locked those world spots in. Yeah. Yeah, they were they were almost secured going like yeah, like exactly as you say, before a dart was thrown. And the the, the big I suppose the tent shootout then all eyes went onto the slam, didn't it? Yeah, and we'll come to that. So going into it, obviously Bo had already had already got her Grand Slam spot. She was off to Wolverhampton. But Makuru Suzuki had two thousand three hundred pound lead over Fallon Sherrick with four events to go. And I know we don't normally talk about odds, but she'd have been a huge odds-on favourite if you were having a flutter on that, that she would have been one to five, one to six at that point to take the the, the spot. So going into it, I, I was I was chatting to Fallon the night before and even on the morning of the Saturday. And her aim was, look, if it happens, it happens. I'm not overlooking. I'm not looking at that particularly. It's all about confirming Alexandra Palace, just rubber sealing that. But it was just remarkable the way Saturday went. And Fallon winning that first event really set the cat amongst the pigeons. And and that's sort of, you, you look at a weekend as it is, and it is, Fallon's still looking at, hoping to achieve that because she knows it's possible to do. But it's about just making sure you have a good start and obviously making sure that you are still in that fight on Sunday. And to be honest, she did absolutely more than that, didn't she? The the, the manner of the performance on Saturday. Yes, there's always going to be question marks in the women's series about the draw and the seedings. That is always going to come up with these early draws. But when that opportunity arises, you've got to grab it with both hands and Fallon has yeah. as secured that part qualification or got close to it on the Saturday because that performance was just so good. Um, but I guess the flip side of that is looking at what Matura did over the weekend and Matura's levels just wasn't where we've seen them before. And Lloyd says, full third us must do then to Fallon on taking that fight and just palming Matura away, really, didn't you? Yeah, absolutely. And before we go on, I'm just going to um, just going to thank Brendan for his constant support. We've got a troll that's trying to be funny. However, doesn't realise is by actually watching us and subscribing because you have to, to comment in the chat room and give us an interaction. He's actually doing us a favour by trying to be hilarious. Cheers, Top dude. Brendan. Top five. <laughs> so say go whatever to mine you want for a palm or whenever you fancy. Yeah, say whatever you want, but you have to subscribe to be in the chat room. You've given us a view and some interaction, so we appreciate your love. <laughs> I think it, it after the first win, though, I thought it was really interesting because the, that sort of started it off in terms of, you know, where there was a couple of grand in between, and, it, you know, Makura looked like a really heavy favourite going, you know, going into that, to, to finish in that top spot. When Fallon won the first event, I think... You know, it started to be a bit more 50-50 and things started to look a little bit um, a little bit tighter. But then in the second event, obviously they faced each other. And then it became almost a shootout in that second in that second one. And the fact that Fallon came through that match against Makuru Suzuki, won it, and then went on to win another title. Um 
really, really established. Like it, it, it just set what was quite, if we're honest, an unbelievable weekend. Um, that first day was was incredible on Saturday. Yeah. So in 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 the first event, Makuru fell in the last thirty-two to Bo. So obviously we were we were laughing and joking on the stream at the time, saying Fallon's in the Bo fan club here, and then. It got to the quarterfinals, and when Bo lost to Vicky, it was like, oh, here we go. This opens it right up. And then Fallon was just sensational from that point. It was almost like a flick, a flick, a switch was flicked where she's averaged 90 and a 5 0 win over Kirsty Vinakainen, and then 95 beating Vicky Pruin 5 0. And that really, really set the tone for her. Yeah, the, the, without being disrespectful to the quarterfinal, semi-final sort of final opponents that Fallon played, and probably not used to facing in that stage of the of tournaments. As I said, Fallon saw that and probably could have used it as a "oh well, I should win this, I should win this," but didn't put in that manner of performance to make sure she one hundred percent got that victory. And that was then the point where people are looking and. Social media that's a little bit excited both ways, positively and negatively, that is all this about to change. Um, even more so with the announcements that we've seen from Bo that has meant one less position, all that sort of stuff for the world and all the conversation that's been around that. You've now got Fallon who, let's be honest, before this weekend shouldn't be in the Grand Slam. The performances from Matura meant that Matura was the better player over the period of time and was that much far in front. But then when it comes to a point of a game, a point of a series, that's when there's that much pressure on Fallon. Fallon tends to always perform. I know she's told you, Phil, that she didn't feel any pressure down into this weekend, but she had her eyes firmly set on the Grand Slam because of the history she's made at that tournament before and 100% wanted to be back there then. And that then performances in that first one, if you look at the numbers and the performances that Lorraine and Vicky put up, Vicky, Vicky didn't win a lead, but still averaged 80. A very good 80. Lorraine Oyd got three leads, averaging 83. Good performances. But Fallon was just on top at that stage. And it was just... You had a feeling then that Saturday was going to be a very, very good day. It was just maintaining that going into the Sunday. Yeah, so then going into that second event on the Saturday, instantly we all looked... Where was Bo? Where was Fallon? Where was Makuru? What half of the draw were they in? And we looked, and they're all in the same half. And Gob and I obviously did the street. We were like, this is going to be interesting now because they're all in the same part. So it's like they all can't win it. Only <laughs> one is going to be left standing at the end of it. And going into that last 16 game, the... Makura and Fallon were on a collision course. You know, when you plot the draw and you just, the, the lights start flashing at this round, it was like, if all goes according to plan, we have got a showdown at dawn. And it was a game that went to and throw. Fallon broke early, Makuru came back, and then Makuru misses a match start. But Fallon's clutch finish in that last leg. I think was it was it sixty three or sixty nine? It was it was what well, I can't remember which. It was it was one of those mid sixty range finishes that that can be tricky, and the last start in hand double sixteen. On both of them, I dread to think what the pressure was like at that point for for both of them. 
but that's where that, that is where Fallon comes to fruition a lot of the times, though, is in that pressure was Fallon. That's it. In the, I think that is generally where over the course of her career we've seen her best darts. You know, we we've seen her best finishing un, under pressure when when she is a you know she is a big match player, um, and she's a big event player as well. And that seems to be when she's when she's best suited when the pressure's on. Uh, and that's exactly what we saw at the weekend. It, you know, really, there wasn't too much pressure on her in, in you know in the rest of the events this year, barring this weekend. This weekend was when the screw really tightened because if she didn't show up and do something miraculous, she wasn't getting that place at the, at the slam. Um, and that is that's exactly the moment that she's picked on in the you know in in the calendar to to really put the the pressure on and, and put in some like, just. Tremendous. I didn't see a great deal. I, I caught up on quite a bit. Some of her finishing was superb and just times when she, she held her nerve, not just in the game against Miraku Suzuki, but in other matches where she was she she got through not so much by the skin of her teeth, but she you know she'd come back against match darts and, and, and a lot of you know last leg deciders where she held her nerve and finished well. It was it was really impressive all, all weekend. And look, then the semi-final, it's another showdown, Fallon versus Bo. And look, we'll talk about Bo in a second, but Fallon raced into a 4-1 lead. Yes, Bo missed darts at a double, but Fallon punished every mistake. Then Bo races back and, and we're 4 all. And we're thinking going into that deciding leg, when you've reeled off three in a row, the momentum and the, the good feeling is with Bo at that point. And you think she's then going to go on and, and break Fallon's heart. But that last leg again, Fallon finding something when she had to, but on Bo, first of all, we know from the social media post, she lost her darts in Denmark. The ones that I, I don't know this, but just looking from her on the stream, the one she used this weekend looked smaller than the ones that she had been playing with. The actual, the actual barrels looked smaller. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what which ones she used. Yeah, like, like I say, it might not have been, but you know, yeah, you've got a better eye than me if you've picked that up. I'm not, um, I'm not so sure. Yeah, uh, evening, John. Hope you are good, buddy. Um, yeah, it, it might have been an optical illusion, but they looked, the barrels looked smaller. Um, it might have just been where the ones she had had some colour in them and stuff, stuff like that. But um, at, at that point, when when Fallon beats Bo. That final, all of a sudden, Fallon's then favourite to go to the slam in the blink of an eye, it's completely turned. And and those two five, well, last led, I was about to say five four, but last led deciders four three and five four were the the biggest moments of the weekend. Because if material knocked her out, there's a well, lot yeah. awful there's an awful lot to do on Sunday. In terms of level as well, you know, in those in those big games when it when it is most important, you know, the three game the three games she's played on the on the bounce there um, to win that she's averaged 81, 81, 82 now, like need just shy of eighty three. Like she's not she's the level of darts that we saw from Fallon. It wasn't just that we saw Fallon win, and we didn't, you know, she played a really really good level of darts all weekend as well. Yeah, and before we move on from the Saturday, massive shout out to Aoife McCormack getting her to her first um, women's series final. And again, she's been threatening this for a while. We, we've seen some really good darts from Aoife all, 
all year. And look, she came up short in the final, but congratulations to, to her getting to her first final. And look, I'm sure it's only a matter of time until she wins one of these. Yeah, she's she's a, a great talent. And I know there's still a long way to go to the match play, but it's a good start. So that to your first final, to be positioning the green at the moment, it's now an extra motivation for these players. Because we're going to see them probably five down to 16. That can move around quite a lot, especially with a final or a, um, a, a win. But to be in that, that just gives an extra motivation to make sure you're back on that practice board ready for, I want to say, March is when the, the Women's Series returns. And then it's, you know, all focus is Blackpool. I think it's really good, though, it's and it, it's really positive for the women's game that we're talking in October about the women's match player next year and who might qualify and who's going into green. You know, I think it's a really positive sign that that's where things are at the minute, that we're all... You know, the, the, the people are actually really following and starting to look now who's going to get there, who's going to get to Blackpool. And I think... Um, you know, me personally, I think that at some point I'd like to see that eight sneak up maybe a little bit higher, but we'll take it for now. You say it's a long way to Blackpool. This weekend just gone was actually the halfway point for qualification for next year. Ooh. Was it really? So, yeah, they've had three Man three is. weekends since the match play, and then there's three weekends next year. So it was actually quite a pivotal weekend. So we're halfway through. We'll talk about the rankings more in a second. But then first event on the Sunday, all eyes again on this. And Makuru went out first round. So all of a sudden, it's a darting disaster for the Miracle that a fate is no longer in our own hands. Because Fallon, obviously we know that she goes and sews it up here. But in the early rounds, the last event, could have been irrelevant in, and it ended up being that way by losing that early. And and that can only there was applause to Fallon that coming into this weekend, there was a very good chance the last the last event wouldn't matter. But it wouldn't matter because Matera's already sold it up because she was that far in front coming into the weekend. The fact it was sold up going into that event because of Fallon and that turnaround just shows how incredible it was to win for out of three. But again, that isn't a first-round draw. That shouldn't be a first-round draw. We'll, we'll touch on that as well once, <laughs> once we've gone through the, the, the results. No, That's no. on my list. To, 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 I've to just had a skim through. But in that event, and I don't know whether the fact that I don't know whether, whether Fallon will have... Well, I suppose she knows that Suzuki's gone out in the first round, but I don't know whether that's just freed her up a little bit. Throughout that entire event, from st- the, the lowest average she had was, was 82. You know, there was three games where she's averaging 90. Like the, the level that we saw from her on Sunday morning was even better than we'd seen on Saturday. Um Really, really positive, like just high-level darts. You know, 82 is the lowest we've seen in a tournament she's won, when you add it all together, it, it's mad. Really good stuff. Yeah, and again, looking at it, that at this point, when Fallon beat Bo in the quarterfinals, Fallon's third win in a row over Bo, where beforehand it was the other way, that it was 
that Bowen always constantly had the better of Fallon. That will happen because it's a great battle between the two. We will see times where one's dominant and one's a little bit more. We see that. Um, but again, it just came for Fallon at a time where she needs it most. She produces her best. It seems like she plays very good stuff throughout the year, but then you get to the second half of the year and she's a completely different player. It's like it's warming itself up for what's do about you, to come. Do you think the format of, of some of these women's tour events, where you get where we get two events in a day, two days in a row, and we get that really tight-packed four events in 48 hours, do you think it, it suits players who who almost play themselves into form? Because you, that, you know, for Fallon's come into that weekend and for the first three events, I mean, she might, I, I, I assume she's probably maybe just run out of a steam by the end of the, by the end of the weekend. But, you know, if you hit one of those events in form and you go out well, like you can really build up a head of steam, can't you? When, when you know, we, we, it, they come so thick and fast over that weekend. Yeah. And it, it, it's an interesting one. And obviously Fallon goes on to, to win that event, beating Rihanna Sullivan in the final. And by, Obviously, when she beat um, Bo in the quarterfinals, I was on the blower to the PDC lads to check, was the countback rule the same for the women as it was the men? Because at that point, that win put her £2,000 in front. So if she'd have lost in the semi-final, the best Makuru could have done is got level with her and that they confirmed it quickly that Yes, it was the countback rule was the same. So at that point, it it was done and dusted. And Fallon goes on to win three in a row that weekend, four in a row overall. And I, I dropped to a, a, a message saying, "Are you playing in the last one?" And I got a message back saying, "Yeah, the draw's done. I don't want to. I'm knackered." <laughs> that, well, that's what I said. I didn't know, but I my I I think it's difficult. You know, if someone's won three events on the bounce, it is difficult to see how they might run out of steam. Just the amount of games that she's had. You know, she she's played more games than anybody else in 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 forty eight hours. Lots of those games had a considerable amount of pressure on them as well. So it's very it's more easy a mental thing. I think. Thing. I think mentally she was absolutely fried. That's it. Like, yeah, it's just so it's, it's an awful lot in it, and, and in such a tight period of time, long days as well. But yeah. the, the thing that obviously where she is now, she's clearly qualified for match play. She's obviously done what she needs to do for the worlds that reopens the next year in March. So I understand, and fair play to Fallon to continue to play, even though she's already qualified for and the draws made. Um, but it was job done mentally, time to, to sort of slow down, isn't it? And not be have that pressure. So there was no real surprise of this that she didn't go on to win four. No, it, in, it, in that weekend. Exactly that. But moving into the last event of 2023 for the women, we have a new winner. Natalie Gilbert has added her name to the role of honour. Congratulations to her beating Lorraine Win Stanley in, in the final. And just a nice story that we've got another winner, not just Bo Makuru. Fallon, Lisa, that someone else is, is adding their name to that role of honour. Yeah, and played played very well all weekend. Um interview was very was was very, very good. Obviously yeah. had a lot of uh heartbreak the past six, twelve months. And the fact 
it to then some something you someone using a negative and spinning that as motivation has come to fruition and Natalie Donan and uh, taking that one and did still around win Stanley in a final. I know we've seen a good run from Thursday as well. Did runs across the weekends from Anastasia putting herself in good position. So generally it's just a very, very good weekend, but massive, massive congratulations to Fallon and Natalie. Yeah, um, so questions off the women's series. Uh, I asked Job this um, as well. Bo not winning a title, obviously, once she made the decision to go to Lakeside, it was all over social media that it's an easy 25 grand for her. Um, there's no one to touch her. And look, she is still the best player in that tournament. However, before this weekend, there was that, shield of in, invincibility around her where we've seen it in the men's game, Phil had it, Michael had it, that that oh, I can't beat them but this weekend just dented that a little bit and will some of the women going to Lakeside now think, hang on a minute I can, I can win this that she's not invincible I yeah, I mean, well, uh, the cloak of, in, in, you know, the, the, I nearly said the cloak of invisibility there. I thought I was on Harry Potter. That cloak of <laughs> invincibility, it, it, it does only, you know, it only lasts for so long. And everybody, no, no matter who, you know, whether it is Phil, whether it's Michael Van Gogh, everybody can be got and everybody can be got at, at, at one time or another. Um, if you'd have asked me two weeks, three, four, five weeks ago, I would have I would have said that it's an absolute banker. Um, there's no doubt in my mind whatsoever that Bo is is winning that is winning that title. I still think I'm pretty confident, but I'm not as confident as I was. Certainly, and I you know just while we were talking there, I was flicking around just reminding myself of who else is in that tournament. And you start to see names that were all quite deep in that, you know, this weekend. You know, there's a, there's there's, a, there's quite a few names that you might think, oh, actually, like it could happen. Whereas a few a month or two ago, I went, nah, absolutely no chance. But you know, oh yeah, look, she's still the best woman player in that lakeside draw. But all of a sudden, the others will just think, hang on a minute, I I, I can perhaps. Get out. Um, evening, Pete. Hope you are good, mate. I'm. I'm still not convinced. Obviously, she's strong favourite. It's obvious she's down to be. There's just, I guess, the players who are probably looked at, who are. To, if Bo would have opted for PDC, then you're looking at the other names in here. But the stronger names then, and the second, third, fourth favourites, tend to be the ones that level on the floor is better than level on the TV. And that's where it doesn't seem to have the same impact on Bo, where I think she's still a couple of levels above. So my stance probably on it is, a bit like we say when MVG's in form, you need to dead them early. If you're in, them in semi-final, final, then there's probably a, a bit of a struggle when the format's slightly under. So if you if someone's done a dead Bo, I think it's dead early. I think you probably yeah I'd I'd agree completely with that I think and that that's that's a big one I think and I think it, it's a big one in in Bo's benefit is when that format starts getting longer 
because over the longer formats, as we've seen many, many times, it's it's often the better player will will just be able to edge out people that are having a good day. Um, so over, over a longer format, there's 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 less there's there's less to go wrong for everybody else. I think. Isn't there? Yeah, no, it's it's interesting to see Andy says over four legs. Built Bo is still the one to win. Oh, look, she still will be huge favourite. We're not saying that. It was just the others. Will they have that mindset that I can I, I can get out of there? Uh, yeah, very sad news about Toon, the Dutch um, former PDC player, passing away today at 35. That's look, it's sad when the world loses anyone, but. 35 is no age for for anyone, is it? It's um really sad. Yeah, totally yeah, bro. <coughs> really bad news. Um, yeah, Pete. Yeah, no. Look, if if she turns up and plays, like we know she can, 100. percent It's probably only Lisa that has the game to get nearer if she plays at that level. Yeah, you're probably uh, right. Every, anyone else is going to have to play the game of their life, aren't they? Like yeah. They're going to have to play a, way above. And, the, and this is the thing, and, and Pete's probably right, like what what a lot of the others are, rely, are going to have to rely on is that Boaz has one off and has a bit of a stinker on the same game that they play. Have the game of their life. Their game of their life, yeah. And, and those two things probably have to align at the same time. Yeah. Um, next seeding for the women's series is it now time that the top eight are seeded in the women's series because we saw some stinkers of draws 100% uh, early on and it's just like this this isn't right yeah and I can't understand why anyone would have an argument against that I, I, it's, it's yeah it, for me it's, it's common sense and I don't know why it wouldn't be the case yeah it's it it seems to be, and I understand the women's series is very, still very new in comparison to when we looked at the PDC, but and there is steps that need to be introduced slowly. But for me, this should be this should come into effect, I guess, from March. It's a difficult one because it's which one is their main focus. Is it the World Championship race, so you bring it in for March, or is it the you bring it in for September? I'm guessing, which is post-match play race. I think if you're going to do it, you have to do it at the start of the year. But that's halfway through their their qualification for their only TV event. It, it is, but there's no right or wrong way because if you do it in September, you're then halfway to qualifying for the world. So there's no... I guess if you do it, the, the difference being is if you do it after the match play, you can do it from the World 8 and you're not impacting anyone who can qualify for the World Championships or the Grand Slam because that top three is normally that far afield that they would just be seeded. So if you do it now, though, how's that fair for anyone who's run to ninth on the World Championship on the World Match Play race? Yeah. I think it should come in probably post match play, but it needs to come in anyway wherever it lands. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm I'm with you, Pete, as well. Um, how are we doing? Um, LS, hope you are good. Yeah, gob gobsliving tonight. Um, also, is it time that there is also a second women's tournament as as well? Look, the match play is great, but is it time that there's another one? 
i.e., me and Gob thought of the idea at the weekend. You could do a tour final like the Players' Championship finals and but, run it along, run it at Minehead as well. That's exactly what I was going to suggest, is, is the, the logical one that makes it... Because then you've already got an inbuilt qualification process. You know, you don't... The, like It's already set up for you almost, isn't it? It's yeah. really easy to pick a number and say, right, this is how many people are going to be in it. And then just take... That, that's your qualification. It runs from this date to that date. And then and then straight away. I, I, the only the only thing I would I would say with it is the weekend at Minehead, like the schedule is packed in it. And I don't know how you squeeze that in. But they don't need to t they don't need to put on TV if they said let's say they had last sixteen. The you could do, you could do semi-finals and final on TV on and the TV. rest. Of it. And the others is on PDC TV up in on Reds or something yeah. like that. Yeah, mind you, I suppose if you're happy running the tournaments, like in terms of the, I suppose the amount, the volume of games that get played, you know, and, and you look at how many are on in a session at Reds. You could, it, it, as long as you're playing a relatively short format, you'd squeeze a couple in. You'd squeeze them in, wouldn't you? You, you could, you could do them at the bit. You know, first session. Saturday, yeah, you'd get them in, wouldn't you? So I, I was looking at, say, you had the top sixteen as a women's tour final at Minehead, that you can have the last 16 quarterfinals in Reds or centre stage, wherever, then you could have the semi, the two semi-finals before the men's semi-finals, men's semi-finals, women's final, youth final, men's final. Because it would also give the men... Or the other, the second semi-finalist in the men's, an extra half an hour to get themselves ready for the final as well. I don't know if that's the window. I don't know. I think that could be too long. I'm not sure if that's the win. I, I, I love the idea. I love the concept. If you just, if, if I love it if I sat this Sunday, but maybe I don't know. It's the finals, pre-semi-finals, and then have the youth in between semi and final, and you've done the semi, the semi-finals of the women's earlier on in the day, so it's before the. The players' championship, maybe if you only did eight, if you did the top eight, and you just played quarters, semis, and final, you'd you'd get there in comfortably. Yeah, I, I, think, I think just sixteen opens it up for yeah, more there's eight for the match play and the sixteen for this, which is a bit of a, a bigger field and gives everyone else something to shoot for as well. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, of course. Um, but look, all in all, I've again. The involvement and the evolution of the women's series has been absolutely fantastic in its in its third year of of development. It's been superb. <laughs> oh, I love that, Pete. <laughs> oh, yeah, for, for those that have, have never been that will will understand what a horrible road that is. <laughs> oh. I'm there in a few weeks' time for a completely different weekend. And that's the one thing I'm dreading and I don't even drive. Yeah. Tell you what, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just pulling this back ever so slightly, but yeah, do you think that, because you know when we talk about doing that into the Players' Championship or something like that, do you not think that we could siphon off the top of the 
Women's Order of Merit into the UK Open? I would like to see that as well. Because because we've got... On the Dev Tour, the Challenge Tour. Yeah, we take the top eight of the Dev Tour, the top eight of the Challenge Tour, and we're still getting plenty of amateur quali- you know, qualifiers. You can you can retain what the UK Open is, but I definitely think you could scrape off the top four in a women's order of merit and just say right straight into the UK Open. I think you'd be mad not to. My own, yeah. the only my only thing on that, Dan, and I hundred percent agree that there should be UK Open spots, but I don't think four is enough. And the reason I, I say that at the moment is what what I don't want to see continuous for TV women's is just seeing Bow, Fallon, Matura, Lisa. That yeah, eight, well, so that, that eight, that eight into the field allows us to see, as we did it the second year of match play, the variation of the talent that we've got instead of just seeing. The three or four outstanding ones. I hundred percent think they should be in the open. So but I'll I tell you what. The promotion of it should mean we see eight instead of four. I'll see your eight, right? And I'll <laughs> compromise with you, right? Top six of the order of merit, and two amateur female qualifiers. For I like that. that gets oh. you eight, but two of them are amateur qualifiers. Six off the order of merit. Keeps the spirit of the UK Open alive. I don't dislike it. I want to argue with you because I don't like that you beat me, but I think you have now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, I don't dislike it at all. Um so from there, there's another exciting weekend, the final Euro Tour of the weekend as well, completing the field for the European Championships. Um, first of all, the important one was the race for the Euros, and your boy, Chris Dobie, won his first game down and just about squeaked it in the end. The skin of the skin of his... T- now, he was very lucky that the, the the folks that were just in and around him in the in the in the qualifying race weren't there, so you know that Steve Beat and Mike Decker, Luke Woodhouse, Matt Campbell, the, those that were sat just under him qualifying there. that could have overtook him with two wins that none of them were there. So he he once he went out, whilst it was a bit of a disaster, he needed um, he needed somebody you know. Out, ranked outside of the top 30 to have an outrageous weekend and go to a semi-final or a final um, that wasn't the person that did that. <laughs> That's someone else. Um, so, yeah, just by the skin of his teeth. But, yeah, very, very pleased. Um, obviously, it just it all adds up to his ever-growing pot of ranking money. Um, you know, even, with the fir- even if he goes out the first round Euros, he keeps that ticking over. Um, keeps building very positive, but bloody hell, he was lucky. Yeah, uh, evening, Bob. Hope you are good. Yes, we have mentioned Dan's new goatee. Don't you worry about that. We started the show with it, but good to have you in. Um, yeah, the show will be up as soon as we're done as a podcast, so don't worry about that. Um, can someone explain why Dobie is behind Dolan? No, so the camp back rule is the last four events. So I'm guessing that over those four events. Brendan as Edge Doby. That's why that they're that way round. And look, if I'm being honest, I know they're both good players here, and I'm not saying they're not. But right now, 
You'd rather play Chisley than Humphreys. That's exactly what I thought. That was, and there was a point, you know, where I was looking at that, and I was looking at what could happen if, you know, if Doby put another couple of wins together, and yeah. how that could change the seeding. And I thought, oh, as long as he clings on, he might be best. And, I, and I, nothing at all against Chizzy, but current form and where things are at, at the minute for both Doby and Chizzy, um, I don't think that's the worst he could have hoped for. Yeah, look, the lesser of two evils. Who would you rather play at the moment, Chizzy or Luke? Look, they're both fabulous players, but he's one or the other. Minute. You'd rather play Chizzy than Luke right now. Shall we add Madas Rasmer into that? Then Michael Van Derwin, all of them being on Sid Steen and our brand. Yeah. Levine in the last place is probably the better place. That's what I, I genuinely looked and thought. One more win and he could be knackered. He could get an absolute... Stand. Not that Chizzy isn't a stinker of a draw, but just on form at the minute, yeah. it's one of the few that I'd make Toby arguably the favourite in that game on form. Yeah, look, 100%. Another... I'm not sure milestones the right word coming out of this weekend, but James Wade's hibernation in the top 16 of the world has come to an end. It was due, wasn't it? It sounds harsh to say, but it was due. We was expecting it for a while. Um, and a lot to defend still this year. Semi-finals, slamming Semi-finals Worlds. takes 20 underground at the Worlds. Is there still a, a big chunk at the slam as well, I think? Isn't it a semi-final there as well? So there's, there's a huge chunk of money for someone who's... From uh, when I can remember, James Wade has been in the last has been in the top 16. It's yeah, been a so, while since he's been at that. So he's defending 40... 43 and a half at the slam. 43 and a half at the slam and 100 at the, the Worlds. It's two, semi, two semi-finals, isn't it? Oof. Yeah, that's massive, though, isn't it? It's massive when you consider sort of so, how his recent form's been. So, on the tour card race, I've never thought I'd say this. James Wade is provisionally world 26. Ooh. That's, uh, that's miles away as well, isn't it? He's not. I'm right in saying he's not in the slam yet, as well, is he? No, no. I'll say he's not in it yet, as there's like 150 oh, oh, qualifying look, places. It, it, it would be the most James Wade thing to come through the qualifier and go on and get to a semi final of the slam. Yeah, <laughs> it, would, it would be the, the most James Wade thing. Yeah, but he's 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 right up against it. As I say, he's defending an awful. I mean, he's a bloody good player, isn't he? But. He's defending an awful lot of money, and a big chunk of it is in a tournament that he's not in yet. So he's he's got a lot. He's got some work to do if he's going to even retain the, the the ranking he's holding at the moment. Because there's people around him as well, the likes of Andrew Gildin, the likes of Chris Dobie, who you expect to keep adding to their total over the course of the next few months. You in, you expect them to keep kicking on, um, not defending as much as James Wade is. Like completely agree. Well, also as well, this this makes me laugh that that Gary Anderson went up a place in the rankings without even playing this weekend. Genius, remarkable. But but also he's defending a hundred grand at the Worlds, but not a lot elsewhere. So if he can have a good Grand Slam and, and Players Championship events that he, he's in, he could cover a huge chunk of that. And let's be fair, the way he's playing, 
would you back against Gary's go and make a world semi-final or something like that? That's that's the difference where we're looking at it. We're looking at Gary and we're looking at Wade. And in form, there's not a comparison because one is miles ahead of the, the other, miles and miles ahead of the other. That's the worry for James Wade fans is that there is no real sign that there's a turnaround. And in yearly performance, there's no surprise that he's dropped out of the top 16 because that's not where he deserves to be. However, as we've you've just alluded to, if he's going to turn, if some one player in that 50th and going to a tournament with zero form and Dohan and win a winner's track, it's probably James Wade. So there's there's always that hope in there with uh, James Wade. But yeah, back to the Euro Tour. We're going to go a few players I want to talk about um, as well. First of all, it's got a round too far. It's like I'm missing one. Round one. There was a massive talking point on social media and Gob and I spoke about it. Um, I want to get your opinion first before you hear what I thought of the weekend. The nine data from Scott Waits and the George Killington reaction. Wasn't a fan of the reaction. No, I agree. I think it's... Um... Well, it's just unnecessary, isn't it? See, Gob and I actually agreed on this, and we were the other way. We didn't have an issue with it. That would you would you go and clap, or would you give a, your opponent a high five in a football game if they just scored that trick against you? I think a nine out is a different thing, isn't it? I think it's a different thing. Back in the day, I agree, but they're that common now. I don't think it's as, as special as not in I my don't... house. They're not, mate. Not in my house. <laughs> <laughs> no, I sort of get it. I don't know. I think it's. Um, I mean, it, as it's like as when I say I thought it was unnecessary. I mean, it, it's part of that is probably born out of the you know the view that it's a fairly it's it's culturally accepted that that's what you, you know that's what's expected of it and that's what you know that's what you're supposed to do. It doesn't offend me that he doesn't. I just think it's a bit unnecessary. I think you try and make a point. I think I just think someone who's who does that is almost trying to make a point that's unnecessary to make. The point he made was winning the match, wasn't it? I just, you know, he might as well have, um, I don't know. doesn't yeah. offend me. Everything's a bit unnecessary. Yeah, it's, it's one of those ones. There's no right or, or wrong answer. Um, Pete, just out of interest, are you coming to any tournaments coming up? Are we going to see you in Dortmund or the Grand Slam? Um, the other one that, he may just be leaving his run too late, but we're starting to see the Jules Van Dongen that romped through Q school. He's, he's taking his time to adapt to life as a pro, but right now he is hot. Yeah, that's the problem though, too late. Unless miracles are achieved at the World Championship in regards to the qualifying, the right qualifying, and then having that deep run. We've seen it with players before. It is possible, but it's just a very, very poor run he's had previous time. But he played some sensational stuff at the weekend. Well, all of a sudden, he's in the Players' Championship finals at the moment. Currently 57, so he is going to Minehead. Is he at the Worlds yet? And he is in a World Championship spot. So he's giving himself the opportunity... You need, to, you need to, as much as what he's done in 
22 months. He needs to do that in two months. It's an awful, <laughs> massive ask. It, you know what? Going in with that form, it's achievable, but you are relying on an awful lot as well as playing well. Because well, you do need a road of the dream with a draw. Obviously, sneaking into the players' championships mean you're going to get one of the big dice first round. But are you? Because that have you not seen? The seedings are an absolute mess, are they? For the, for the players' championships. Because yeah, but you you think... still, you're still going to have a, a relatively informed player. We, it, might, it might be a relatively informed player, but not on TV. But you are going to have a relatively informed player. So, just for, for argument's sake at the moment, Michael Smith is seeded 25 for the Players' Championship Finals. Hey. <laughs> Michael Van Gerwen is seeded 30th. Yeah, but right now he's due to play Danny Noppert. It's not a nice first round draw, is it? There's a lot to change still also, in that. It's not the worst right now. Noppy's not in all-conquering form either. Still, Danny, yeah. Danny, Danny Noppert at the moment is not the same Danny Noppert he was a year ago. No, correct. He's not. Um, so he's given himself the opportunities here. He's, he's not the player he was that not for though. However, the experience on that stage, he's already won a tournament on there. So I'm, I just think he's it's good to see him playing well. It puts himself in a good position for January. I would be shocked if he's not at all tight on January. By not winning it back. There's oh, yeah, no 100%. Uh, Kirk from Matadors in says, with the opportunities off the tour and the amount Jules put into his game, he could be a seriously good player who picks up a lot of money off the tour. Yeah, I agree that he could. But also, what I've seen the last two months, I think he could be a damn good player on the tour as well. That No matter 180s he hits, I think if he gets his card back, he could be a huge danger. He's very watchable, isn't he? As well, like he's very—he's oh, a very, he's a very watchable player when he's on a stage, and I just think that's good. You know, just generally for darts, there's there's lots of players that God bless them aren't particularly watchable on a big stage, um, but he is—he's got—he's got a bit of something, and he—he's nice to watch. Yeah, um, I agree. Also, from round one of the. Uh, German Darts Championship. What, what else were your standouts? You know what game I loved? And it wasn't a standout for performance, but first round game I loved was Florian Hempel and Aramund. Uh, that was I, just I, such a good watch from how Hempel recovered from Munster start and then how Munk reacted playing a dense, playing an away game, let's be honest. That was just, for me, was just a very, very good game. It sort of had everything in there. Like I said, the numbers won't suggest that, but from a from a spectacle, it was just great to watch. An enjoyable now, watch. I've, I've known Aaron since he was four years old, so I've just got a soft spot for him, and he's an absolute lunatic. In, you in know what surprised me, Phil? He's, I expected more of a celebration at the end. He's quite muted in comparison to why... Aaron has the ability to be a fabulous player, but I'm not saying, by the way, I'm, what I'm about to say, it's not something that I haven't said to him. He's got the ability to be a fabulous player, but he has the brain cells of a snail. <laughs> he, he has as well. He's going to need to start picking up wins like that if he's going to keep his tour card. And I know he hasn't, you know, and I know he's still in year one, 
um, of, of that two-year cycle. But if you look at what you'd expect to pick, you need to pick up over two years to retain your tour card. He's not halfway to what he needed to pick up in year one. If you know, if if you're averaging it out, so he, he is a player that's going to have to start picking up those wins in events like that, or he's going to end up a world championship win away from retaining his two card. Yeah. Um, also, the non-tour card holder, Daryl Pilgrim, again proving that surely he has to win a tour card this year. He's too good not to. It's just a horrible place to need to down win one, isn't it? It's such a lottery, but yeah, he's another amazing talent who is benefiting from not being on the tour, though. Yeah, and that's 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 the concern a little bit with the the stepping stone. If you don't hit the ground running, there's going to start the more the game away from the PDC progresses. There is a lot of these players who are going to look at it as that step is very, very, very difficult to, to make from the amateur game up to the PDC. Do you think it takes some of the pressure off? Like, there's no doubt, and we say it all the time, there has never been a better time to not have a tour card than there is now. More opportunities to earn money, more opportunities to play darts, more opportunities to make a, a career out of those, um, you know, out, out, out of playing darts in those events that non tour card holders can go to. Do you think that takes the pressure off? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Off Q school a little bit, where for, for many, that's the opportunity to have, you know, to be a professional dart player. There are professional dart players that don't have a tour card, and that's where they're earning, you know, that's what they're earning a living from. Um, Possibly, but speaking to, to Daryl when he was at the Super Series, and yes, uh, Hendy asked, he is, he is in Champions Week at the Super Series. Um, he wants to be a tour card holder. He wants to go and play a, a, against the best. So that his mindset is he that's what he wants to go and do. Um, however, if he is, I'm not sure that shirt is going to be allowed. All it's missing is the Virgin Atlantic bit on the front. From being a football shirt, <laughs> it's literally like the Palace replica shirt from the nineties. Don't yeah, get me wrong, I love it, but he's not the only one who's very, very close to going over that boundary of being a, another sports shirt. <laughs> looking, looking up north at this one, Dan. Um, it's time to be quiet now. 
<laughs> let's not draw attention to it. Yeah, don't, don't get it wrong. I, I love the Pilgrim shirt, but it's very let's, nice. Let's, and... let's not draw attention to it. We'll just wave flags when he comes on stage. Yeah, but I suppose we can just say that all oh, people can't wear orange anymore, can they? Uh, you can pick any shirt and say, oh, it looks like a football <laughs> shirt, can't you? <laughs> Oh, um, no one can wear a green shirt anymore because it looks yeah. like there's a part in an Irish team. Like, oh, you I'll, can't. You, you know, I'll, I've got like a feeling uh, Nuti Brown Ale might be sponsor soon as well, and we'll do all out. Big blue star on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, to be fair, John again makes a fabulous point about keeping your card. It is all about those Euro tours. And it is. Well, we've talked that. about it so much, haven't we? The, the waiting on those Euro to- tours and, and the qualification, and, and it's it, it is. It's very, very hard to see, just to work the maths out of how, how you can retain your tour cards without making, you know, a, a good lump, a good amount of those tours because the weighting of, of money on them is so high in comparison to what people are picking up on pro tour events. It almost makes, and we've had it before, you know, if you've got, if you've got three days in Barnsley and you've got two pro tour events and a European qualifier, to many, certainly to those looking to retain a tour card, the European qualifier is more important. A hundred percent. And and so then you end up with the most important day isn't the event, you know, isn't the tour events that you're having. In which case, well, are you are you pulling something away from that? And, and I don't know how else you'd, you'd you'd I don't know how else you'd get people to qualify for European tour events. Um, and we've talked to death about the weighting of the of the money and, and how much you you earn for for that in comparison with others. But it's a tough one. And and that's that's going back to Daryl Pilgrim and John would probably explain it better. But at the minute, John's got that pressure of a weekend coming up and needing to qualify for those Euro events. Whereas being a amateur, it's hard. It's not right all of these players amateurs does the level the reach, but. Being an amateur, a so-called amateur, Daryl hasn't got them pressures at the moment to perform at the level he has because he's able to go to Super Series, go to any events on the floor and go and perform. And if you're knocked out of one, you've got another opportunity next week or you've got another tournament that you can play for. That's where the pressure is completely different. Can Daryl as a can Darryl go to Q stall and can, can he then go and maintain his tour card after it two is. years from the level of performance 100%? But you could probably say that from the majority of the one to eight now, it's just that constant pressure and having that three, four, five, six, seven week window of not playing and then having a pressure game at your doorstep straight away. It's just a completely different minefield. And why? It's good to see players like Daryl wanting to go to Tustall, but you totally understand why people take the other approach and think, actually, I might be better off not being on the tour. You can see why that's a, a conversation to be had there. Get, yeah, before. I get it, you know, and I, and I think it's um, I think it, it's definitely it sounds if you take it away from darts and you put it into like you know any other job in the world, any you know if if you're if you're a tour card holder, it, you know you, you that's that's where you've got and it's all you can do to earn your money. You can't just go and you know. Whereas if you haven't got a tour card, it's almost like you can bank some overtime in, isn't it? You can you know, you can you can go and say oh well I'll just go and play where can I play a tournament I'll find some tournaments this weekend I'll go and play that tournament I'll play that tournament I'll play this I'll play that you can literally go out and find you can find opportunities to earn money if you're a tour card holder there's the opportunities there's what you've got 
play Michael Smith in the first round. Oh, you didn't win. Oh, no, nothing for you this weekend. See you later. I just think it like it's almost the the opportunities are, are so broad that yeah, I can see people maybe going to Q schooler, but they're not being particularly broken out if they don't get through. Yeah, no, I I I, I agree. It's it, it's a real interesting one. Um, back to the Euro Tour as well. Um, Peter Wright returning to some form slowly. More consistent from him this time. We've had 94, 92, 97, 101. And then look, he's dropped off a bit in the final. But that's more like the Peter Wright we expect. But it's still not anywhere near the Peter Wright that was winning the match play and winning the world. But it's better again. Do you think he now makes the players' championship? Mm, I still don't think he makes the players' championships. But I think we are having the conversation a lot more regularly at the moment about seeing positive things from Peter Wright than we have done at any point in the last 18 months. Like yeah. we are reg we're, we're more so now we're talking that we're seeing you know in, we're seeing more from him, we're seeing a better level, we're seeing more consistency, he's sticking with sets of darts a bit more. Um I don't know if that means he's playing himself into form at the right time of the year. I'd still be shocked to see him do anything miraculous in a big event, but could happen. I think he, I think he, I was 50-50 on Peter. I think I imagine more towards 70-30 will. The form is in at the moment. Performances. As long as he plays in all sits, I want to say there is. As long as he plays in all sits. Block of four and a block of two, I think, left. Yeah. He probably needs about 6,000, which is still a big chunk of money in the players' championships. But I think he'll, he'll squeeze in. Are you still confident on Nathan Aspinall? But then, yes, if he plays in all sits. Because Nathan Aspinall's only 750 quid ahead of Peter Wright, isn't he? 500, I think. But yeah, they will. Is, it, is it around that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a lot. But yeah. I I still think, I think Aspinall, and I think Peter, it looks like he's just playing better, which means just board, sit along with board finals. And then you 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 in that mix because you're picking up the money to do so. Um, but it's looking more positive, and I agree with you that um, Peter Wright is is looking better and better. Seeing the comments there from Alice saying snake bite for Prem, that's still possible. <laughs> jo yeah, don't joke about well, things like that. <laughs> that is still possible, but it's good seeing back playing well. Yeah, it's, and then... I think we're in. Oh, go on, sorry, Phil. No, go on, mate. I was just going to say, I was just, it prompted me to look there just when we're talking about the players', cha the players championships and whether Peter Wright was going to get there or not. I think in those six events, I think we're going to see a right mix because it's so tight. Because it's 64, you know, you, you've got less than two grand between 15 spots or so. You know, like I think we're going to see an awful lot of changes up and around that qualification. It's going to get quite exciting about who gets to go down to Minehead for a trip. Yeah. Also, 
another huge moment for darts in Germany. Ricardo Petrescu winning a Euro Tour. Now, everyone said this was a huge shock. And don't get me wrong, it was a surprise. But I don't think it's as big a shock as what everyone made out. Because if you look at his numbers across the year and what he's done, he has played some bloody good stuff this year. And a strong results together. So, yeah, look, it's a surprise because... But I don't think it's this huge upset that everyone was talking about. It's a surprise because the amount of big-name players who are yet to pick up one of these or get to finals yeah. and don't get over the line. So it is a surprise. But I agree, there's... No one shot that he's dead into the quarterfinal stage because he's playing that well. So if you are there, it's only a couple more. And then... When you put in 12 out of 12 on your doubles from the back end of the semi-final into the final, you're not really going to get beaten, are you? That was just yeah. so good. Um, yeah, surprised is probably the right word, but performance-wise, fully deserved. What a, what a great weekend, but what a great Sunday night. Yeah, it was, the, the final was, was very came into his own with that support. He just came into his own. The final was sublime, like it was absolutely sublime. It was superb to watch, thoroughly entertaining. I think what we saw, you know, I, there was no, there was no moment throughout the day really where I saw him do anything particular in terms of darts that sort of surprised me. You know that I thought, oh, he hasn't got that in his locker. He hasn't. It was, it was just, it was good to see him be able to put that together, you know, and to maintain that level over a weekend and do it against big name players on a big stage In because it's one thing saying he's got the crowd behind him, it's another thing thinking, well, he's got thousands of German people there cheering him on, you know, against Peter Wright, again. like it's it's not as simple as I think, you know, just, oh yeah, well the supporters are with him, I know it adds pressure, I just think he coped with it incredibly well um, showed a level of maturity um that probably doesn't match his shirt or entrance theme, but um, really, really impressive stuff. And I am still surprised, though, that he's managing to uh, to get away with the nickname and the shirt. No one's pulled him on that yet. Well, the way he, if he carries on, he's not he's not going to get that through copyright, is he? No, the lawyers from Nintendo will be in touch. I would have thought. And, uh, yeah, shut down. It, it was just like says it was a great weekend for him. The the moment of it all, the fact is we're all talking about the eighty eight or twelve on the bounce. That last letter then to Michael Van Der Huyen was ridiculous. A ten darter against someone who's dot. Yes, he hasn't got the record he used to have on the Euro Tour in regards to winning every last leg out, but. He's still got a ridiculous record in last legs. And the fact that he's done on and won that in 10 darts and then followed it up with that final performance against Peter Wright, who has done into that final as favourite, it's just shown a, a certain level of maturity that we wasn't sure that he had at that sort of stage in tournaments and puts him in a good stead going into the, the rest of the year. Yeah, completely. Also, another couple of bits. Remember, everyone, if you haven't yet, make sure you drop us a like and subscribe. Massively appreciate your support. Um, Russ Bray, um, still, it's still not as good as George's one, where George has 
marched across the stage and literally read someone the right act, but it was still good. We know you can whistle. I, I, I liked it. It was very good. It was very good. Um, yeah, but the, the Euro Tour concludes. Also, off of that, there was, there was an announcement today. They tried to sneak it out last night, but I was straight all over it. Machine Seeker sponsoring the European Championships. That was one that Kazoo were meant to be retaining. It's another one off the Kazoo list. I know Matt says, no, they're still, they're still a sponsor. I'm not convinced. I think if they get sponsors for all the Kazoo tournaments, we won't see them again. Yeah, I mean, oh, anybody that wants to talk in a positive way and you know about that organization's future, I would suggest they take a look at their share price <laughs> over the last 12 months. Um, yeah, it's not positive. Let's be fair, the PDC have just kind of smashed and grabbed, taken their money and run, haven't they? Well, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to be cynical enough to say that they've got into it expecting, you know, Kazoo to, to oh, fall. Oh, no, they knew what they were but, doing, but it was a it made me laugh when the Kazoo World Championship was announced and everyone was all over social media saying, oh, the PDC are going away from bookies. This is a great thing for the sport. It was never a thing that, oh, we're going away from bookies. It was, we're taking the Kazoo money because they've offered an absolute truckload of money and we're taking it. Where- oh, yeah. And, but, but just, and I say, in terms of where that business is, in terms of, you know, its ability, because it, Kazoo, as, as right when when that deal was signed and 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 they sponsored the world, you know they were going to sponsor the World Darts Championships. Kazoo's share price was roughly somewhere around thirty five pound a share, ballpark roughly. The current share price is less than fifty pence. Yeah, a share. like in percentage terms, it, it's an absolute ca- ca- you know catastrophe. And I, and I just think for that organisation, they're going to have to really really focus on being able to continue trading and paying their shareholders a dividend and the various different obligations they have as a as a publicly traded company and probably haven't got you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of pounds to spaff around on sports sponsorships, even if it gets their name out a bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Premier League is kazoo. I know there's been certain firms discussing Premier League sponsorship with the PDC, because um, I'm friends um, with people. I'm friends um, with the people that were discussing it. How many do they have left? Well, Masters, Premier League, Open, Worlds, Grand Slam, Players okay. Championship Finals. These Players Championship Finals. I'm sure it was Kazoo, wasn't it? Yeah, because yeah, that bloody right. stage was awful. Yeah, yeah, he was right. Uh, how are we doing now? Hope you are good, mate. Um, now, Morgan, I disagree. I prefer I preferred the William Hill stage to the Labrooks one. Are we getting a? Are we going to have a? Are we getting a full green stage then this year for the World Championships? Is that what we're expecting? Absolutely, um, and I'm expecting the fans' village to be incredible. Yeah, it can't be far off them starting to put their market in. Machine in motion, can it from Paddy? No. Paddy to, you know when it really, when it's really going to kick in. Yeah, yeah. 
100%. So that was the final European tour of the weekend. We're not going to um, preview the European Championships. We will do that next week. I know the draw is out, but we're not going to go OTT on that. Instead, we're going to have a look. We're going to go across the pond now because it is also the finale of the CDC tour this year. The Continental Cup, which I thoroughly enjoyed last year. I thought it was an absolute banging tournament. Um, and look, I just love what the CDC are doing for darts in North America. There's there's a huge platform for dart players over there now. And we're seeing the fruits of it. We're seeing your Jules Van Dongens, your Alex Spellmans and everyone come through now, your Leonard Gates. So it's a great way to end. And something I did actually get made up in time. We have the tournament bracket. Oh, well done. Yeah. Um, so, Continental Cup. Look, Spellman seeded one, and rightfully so. What a yeah. dominant year he's had over on the, 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 the tour. Yeah, no, no surprise he's seeded one. But it's such a tough draw. Yeah. It, the field is fantastic. We, we speak about it quite often, of it being the sort of best affiliated tour. And that field of 16 tends to prove that, doesn't it? We, we're lucky enough that we're depth to see on in, was it Vegas, New York this year? Um, yeah, New York. And now seeing that you, you travel all over the place, I forget where you've been. Um, <laughs> and then, like says, we're now recognising the field as a whole, even if you're not following it week on week. So it is, it's a great field, but Alex Bellman certainly stands out. Obviously, it's hard not to look from a senior's point of view at the lights of Jim Lundu picked up the most recent open event. Leonard Dates has picked up three of the TV tournaments. David Cameron has picked up a, a, a title last year. And then you've got the lights of Daniel Lair being there. It's just such a, such a strong field. Or you've also got Stowe Bunce, who obviously has taken that world championship spot um, as well. I really like the look of Jake McMillan, Jake McMillan and JT Davis, two yes. youngsters coming through. It's a stacked 16, this is. A real... It's going to be tough to, to pick a winner. Where but, can I watch this, Phil? Uh, it's on PDC TV. Is it on PDC TV? Oh, that's good. That's, I... I, I um... I wasn't sure if it was on. Just when I saw all those logos at the bottom, I wasn't sure whether it was streaming somewhere else. But it's um, no, I'm, I'm pretty PDC sure it's on PDC TV, and there'll probably be some games on the CDC Facebook page as well. Mega. But I'll I'll speak to Peter and Anthony as well just to make sure and confirm it with you. Perfect. Um, but looking at it, who would you be calling to get through the games? It's it's dead hard to look past Spellman, isn't it? Like certainly, like starting at the top left, it's, I just think it's um, he's been playing so, so well and at such a high level. Very difficult to look past him. So I will go Spellman to be to meet. Danny Lay being the semi-final on one side. I agree with you there. See, I was going to say this exactly the same, but uh, we can't all go the same way. So, <laughs> I, 
just for devilment, we'll have to go Spellman and David Cameron just because we can't all three agree, can we? Yeah, we, we just well, can't. We, we just tell us the players if we do that. And this this side's horrible. Both of them are not nice. This side's horrible to pick. I think McMillan can do the job in the first round. Oh, that's a big call. Then, yeah, I'm going to put him in the. I'm doing McMillan in one semi final. And then I'm going to go with Leonard Gates. I could make an argument for about four more, by the way, on this side. I am going to agree with you on Gates, but I think that Bunce comes through that quarter, beats Larry Butler in a quarter final, and it's a Bunce Gates semi. I'm going for a Gates Jim Long semi final. So I'm gonna, I'll put us back on screen, and you know, you know what's coming next, boys. Winner and runner-up. Spellman beats Gates. Same two, different way round. Sitting with the seniors, part of the seniors family, so I'm sticking Solid. with the seniors. Solid. I'm going Spellman beats Gates. I just think there's something about Spellman. I think he's an unbelievable player. Yeah. I think we've been totally harsh on the other 14 players that we've got. Oh, no, 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 I, I, I agree. We are. I just, I, I genuinely Is think... that that final to consist of two players that we've not mentioned in this oh. team? Oh, so 100%. Cool. Yeah, it definitely could. Yeah, I, I I just think that Spellman has the game to be a tour player. I, I, I do. I rate him that highly. And I'll be dead honest, it takes every spare time I have from a very busy life with too many kids and a big job to keep up with the darts that takes place in the country I live in. Never mind all the different stuff that happens around the world that I try and keep track of as well. So, yeah, just a couple on the Continental Cup. David says, CDC Continental Cup winner... I'm not going to the Worlds. No, it's a slam spot and a World Series spot, I believe. Yeah, no, definitely not a World spot. Um, also, Liam says, random question. Just wondering um, if everyone at Online Darts has certain areas of darts they cover. Uh, ish. Um, look, Gob and Boise do more of the seniors than, than, than me. I just rock up and interview them. But you boys do it a, a lot more. Yeah. Um, Gob and I tend to keep more of an eye on the women's series. We all kind of dip into the PDC side of it. And Boise loves an announcement when it comes to the WDF. I knew you was going to mention my name. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew you did it in that order for a reason. And I was like, <laughs> uh, an, yeah. an, announce, announcements have been of plenty at the minute. <laughs> um. So, yeah, also on that, Ben Rob confirmed 
Did you, were you expecting that, Nance? <laughs> yeah. Well, we all expected that because yeah, he yeah. to qualify that one was... Oh, yeah, that as, one. as soon as he went to qualify for Ali Pali, there was only one decision, wasn't there? And by the way, just an exclusive, if everyone's thinking, why have we done for the 11th for December? It's because Phil wants us to have it as a, a preview of the WDF World Championships. A review, yeah. sorry, of the WDF World Championships. That's why we're doing it on the 11th of December. That's so, why we're We'll talk about it. We're not going to skip it. We just might have to send you to Lakeside. Oh, yeah, their finals on the Sunday, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, hang on. I've got to travel south. I could have a I could have a right little weekend of this, couldn't I? Dan, Dan's now proper planning mode, isn't he? Yeah, right. Yeah. If I start researching more. <laughs> researching more and the divorce papers as well, Dan, or is... Yeah, it's to my note, but she <laughs> Mrs. S went to Mrs. S went to Spain with her mates last month. So, so you got credit in the bank. Yeah, it's my turn. My turn. That, just out of interest, is Mrs. S a darts fan? No, 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 um, no, um, I mean, uh, no, <laughs> she not in any way. Um, she tolerates it. Um, it goes, we're lucky enough to have a house large enough that has multiple rooms with multiple TVs. Um, <laughs> I have managed to get a dartboard. I've got a dartboard up in our kitchen. I have no idea how I've managed to get away with that for this long. Um, but I, it's still there. I thought I would have been instructed to take it down some time ago, but we're, I'm clinging on to it. Uh, is it? I think it's the is it the second or the third of December? Second to the tenth. Yeah, I, I come in. I knew the second or third. Um, yeah, so we will have that there. But that's that's the CDC weekend. Um, what else have we missed in a week of darts? We always miss something. Super Jim, we've missed Super Jim. Yes, the Super Series. Um, Jim McEwen showed some absolute bollocks on Saturday night, and. I, I, I was lucky enough, I was in the director's chair the whole back end of the week, so I saw every dart thrown. And in the group stage, he was just solid as a rock. He, um, I'm sure you won't mind me telling you, but the last senior's event, so last weekend in Newbury on the Sunday, Jim isn't someone who tends to walk in a room like some players, dart players, than doing the, I'm winning this today. Or an hour a month style of, I've only booked my hotel for today because I'm going to win it. Jim, <laughs> Jim isn't that type of player. But on Sunday last week, he came in and he was like, today's my day. Today's my day. And that shows the level of confidence that Jim's at and the manner of performances he's putting in. To see him then go on and win it on Saturday wasn't a surprise because we know how of a player he is anyway. To have that confidence with him as well. Um it was just a very, very good Saturday session, and um, Jimbo, an all gym final, yeah, which just showed the practice the weekend before. Not that it is a practice as an open series, but that that um, board time was just so important, and it paid off for both of them with Mister McEwen butting his place into finals week. Yeah, to be fair, it was a, it was a good week, um, and I have to say. This week, there were so many. Obviously, I was on, I'm on comms this week with so many debutants. I didn't know what to expect today, but there was a there was, there was a couple that I really liked. Um, Bottenberg has qualified for Lakeside. He's going to be a handful. He can play. 
And I think the bookies will price him completely wrong in games because they won't have a clue who he is and what he's done. That's an interesting one. Yeah, I think Reese is is such a good player. I remember watching Reese from years back. Fortunate enough, down on the down to watch some of the dev tours with Matty and yeah, Reese was constant there. That I can't remember many players of that sort of that generation. Probably Josh Payne's the other one who hit so many one eighties. Reese was one of them players for years and still can be. Um, so it. It never surprised me when I see him go on and win four out of five or five out of five on a day because he's got that level. The question has always been just that level of consistency, but generally, it's an intriguing weight, isn't it, this week? And yeah. it, it throws out that argument that we always tend to hear that it's the same players every week. So we certainly haven't got that. Yeah, no, it was um, no, it was a really, really good week at the Super Series, all building to what's going to be a very good Champions Week. Um as well. I'm looking forward to that one already. Um, as well, the slam. Not many places left, boys. Time is running out to get there and running out quickly. Until the qualifier. I was about to say, yeah, until the qualifiers. And there's that many qualifiers now. I think there'd be at least two out of us three probably get in. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it the thing is, it's such a big tournament because of the, the money too, but and it obviously now being seeded. It's just that qualifying aspect, isn't it? For me, they need to look at that criteria. And then that's the disappointment. I still think there's aspects of the slam at the Grand Slam that could be better. And now it works. Yeah. Double header on the Sunday, I think it's a bit painful for the players. I know we've seen another one, but the, the biggest bugbear for me with a Grand Slam is that qualification criteria. And if that was cleaned up, I think it would make it better. It's well, such a cool concept in its pure form. like And and it really means something to be there. That And I just think that gets diluted when, at the end of it, you make up the numbers by just letting anyone... You know, fill the last few spots if they put a couple of decent games together on the last day. Um, you know, I, I I really like the Grand Slam, and I and I love what the concept is, and because I think it's such a cool thing that like you win this big thing or you you have this achievement, you become a finalist, you do something, and that gets you something else that gets you in. I think it's a really good concept, but um, the the I just think it gets diluted by those qualifiers at the end. Mind you, one hilarious thing that backfired on Gob last week. So, <laughs> at the back end of last week's show, we were having the debate, the Grand Slam or the World Grand Prix. And Gob was adamant that the World Grand Prix was better than the Grand Slam. And He's he, took to, he, he, he took to Twitter thinking that the general public were going to bail him out. <laughs> he was he was roundly made a fool of because he was wrong. Yeah, what, did, what did it finish after? It was seventy thirty when I going to get the, the, the final numbers up. So he, he he thought he'd be thought he'd be clever and thought he'd um put a poll up. So he's probably removed it. No, I thought he had for a minute. So it was inspired from tonight's live round. 
which PD of PDC event is better, the World Grand Prix or the Grand Slam? And he was obviously thinking that everyone was going to go with the Slam because people hated his shared his hatred of the Grand Slam. However, 68.5% of the votes went to the Grand Slam over just 31.5% yeah, Grand Prix. But I, I do, I, it is diluted. The qualifying system needs looking at. And I don't care where they pull them from. As long as you have to win summit or get to a final in summit to get there. I just, I just think... think the uniqueness used to be the cross-code element. And look, I yeah. fully appreciate we are not going to get that back because the state of the WDF, let's be brutally honest, the PDC don't trust us. Don't trust the, the organisation or to have them in. No, but there are enough people, there are enough, and, and I mean globally, I don't just mean, you know, yeah. down the local pub, there are enough credible organisations doing all sorts of positive things in darts that you could affiliate with, whereby you could have a system that somebody could win a spot. And, well, you know, whether that's regional qualifier, like, I, it just, I, I feel like it's got to, you've got to have done something to get there, not just come through a qualifier. I, I agree. I agree. I, the one thing for me is where I don't think you you can't go back to affiliate, not affiliated to WDF seniors, whatever organisation we say. For me, while you have it as a seeded competition, that does make makes no sense. So if it is a seeded competition, you've got to have it thirty two within the PDC, but you've got thirty two winners across the year, all runners up. Or finalists, I should say, because yeah. of pro tours, because of Euro tours, and with it being a seeded event, and you have pro tours and Euro tours in there, everyone has had that opportunity to to qualify for that tournament. That's, that's it, the and that's the thing. Then it shouldn't be putting two qualifiers at the end. Two qualifiers is fine. You can't have all. You can't have that See, many. I'd, I'd go. I'd have one from the CDC. One from the DPA, one from the DPZ, one from the Asian Tour. Um, the women, uh, the women series get their spot anyway, which is in Challenge Tour, Dev Tour. I would, uh, me personally, I'd use all those associated affiliate tours yeah. to fill the not fill, fill the spots is the wrong word, but to win a spot from those. Because, yeah, give because it that's something what, different. That and also that it it makes. You know, we've talked today. We talked so those tours, they're all, let's be honest, they are developing tours. You know, they are all tours and associations in different codes of the game that are growing and developing. The PDC is the top of the tree. Now we've like we've talked tonight about the, the women's order of merit, and already we we've talked about it in a context of that playing in these tour events, it like the the big the big sort of aspirational targets. It's not just winning a few quid every time you win an event. It's that you have the opportunity to get to Ali Pali. You have the opportunity to get to the slam. You have the opportunity to qualify for the match play. And if you can start to use, you know, the, with those, you know, CDC and various other affiliate tours and the and the Asian tour, that you put that slam spot in there. I just think it's a, it's a, it's a no-brainer. It, and and I, it's, I would much rather see six players in from affiliate tours that have earned their spot there, it through a, a you know through a tour or through an event or a tournament, than I would see in tour card holders have a have a shootout for it, because it just feels like filling spots to me. That. No, I'm with you. 
fully fully on board with that. Um, right, we'll start to get people's question times in because we we haven't done a proper question time in a while, have we? We've always rushed it of late because there's been so much to talk about. So we actually want a proper question time segment. Whilst you get them in, have we missed anything else? Just check it if we've missed anything else in a week of darts. I'll extend that invite to the chat room of question time plus is there anything you want to see from our live live show? Yeah. Because now is the time to date your ideas in because we are only about seven weeks away, eight weeks away. I think we should play the, the online darts open behind closed doors. I've seen Phil play Dob uh, darts and we haven't got enough time on the Monday for that game to be complete never mind the old open <laughs> all I'll say is though Gob didn't beat me did he after giving it the big belly bollocks <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I don't think so I think we've pretty much covered everything in a week of darts obviously we've got Pro Tours coming up this week um, which we will be streaming all of them Uh, you've got Jar for a bit on Wednesday. Um, and then Gob and I, then me. And then me, Gob and Dan on Saturday for a bit. It's exciting. Well, there's one for you, Boise, from Paul Stitch to your eyes up there. <laughs> Refusing to answer. I thought you were measuring it in months rather than years. And I will answer that question on December the 11th. <laughs> Actually, no, I won't. I will answer that question 28 days from December the 11th, and you know why 28 days, Philip. Yeah. I know exactly why. <laughs> Which that, that says to me, you're thinking the same as me then. No, I, no, I would have more confidence in answering that question <laughs> when I know the answer to within 28 days of the 11. Do a live darts. Yeah, we, we, we might do a nine dart challenge, something like that. When you for, uh, forfeit darts, maybe. Yeah. Um, talk about the women's series. We did did nearly forty minutes on that. Yeah, where were you? Yeah, we've um, absolutely smashed that. The night doing that. Um, how many years have you guys been involved in darts? Um, just darts in general. I remember picking up a dart as a real young kid. I started playing league darts at thirteen, fourteen. Playing, just say playing spectating, I would say, was about James Wade was outside the top 16 time. Oh, I tell you what, that's a full circle, isn't it? <laughs> this is not saying this is near the end of me, by the way. Yeah. See, I think I, I had a... I, a dance is just something that was always on the TV, even when I was a little kid. It's hard to think... Um, 
of a time when I wasn't. It, if that makes sense, interested in. I don't remember. I don't remember not being interested in that. Sam, right, to yeah. answer your question, any darting deaths lined up? Not revealing anything of that, but, but yes. But yes, there, <laughs> there are. No names yet. No names yeah. yet. I've already picked my pair's partner, by the way. So, uh, have you have you got your doubles partner stitched up? Oh, in my head, yeah. I haven't announced it, but in my head. <laughs> I know who he wants. It's not you, Phil. How much does that work on a doubles partner, aren't I? Let's <laughs> just start putting some graft in, making some calls. Yeah. If I arrive with Glenn Durant tied up in my boot. <laughs> <laughs> Twist out being your passenger seat. Yeah. Callum is on the back seat. is in the glove compartment. <laughs> Ryan Joyce is in the roof box. <laughs> uh, I was 13. Yeah, the darts was again, darts was just something that was always always on. I remember playing with my granddad and things like that, and then obviously watching Lakeside on the Beeb and things like that. Yeah, I think if it, I don't know, sometimes it's if you grow up, it like so, like my my middle kid Billy, like he's he's eight and he doesn't. I mean, that kid's seen more darts than most adult darts fans in terms of the darts he's seen on TV, the events that he's been to. Like he'll he he won't remember a time in his life when darts wasn't like a main you know a main thing that was going on in it. So I think you know, if you grow up with it and it's there all your life, it sticks, doesn't it? Yeah. 11th of December, do an awkward question. Pick out of the hat for each desk. I like the idea of that. That would work well. It would be very awkward and that I shut down, but very, very good. Sam sent in a question earlier. Sam, pin it back in, please, just because there's a lot happening in the chat room tonight. If you can drop that back in, we'll certainly answer that. Do, do you remember your first darts name watching on TV? First darts name, what? Oh, game I watched. Game, game I watched. No. I, the first one that massively, I can't remember the exact who he was playing, but Richie Burnett was one of my first memories. No, I, do, I can't remember. I remember the first football match I went to. I don't remember the first darts match. The first why. time I ever went to darts was Lakeside. I went for the Barney Colin Monk semi-final. Oh, did you? Yeah. Because obviously cool. Colin was from Andover. Yeah, so yeah, local lad, didn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, I went, I went, to, went to the... That's so, cool. Um... First set of darts. Oh, so obviously I had the cheap and tacky brass set like every kid does. Yeah, but, but then I remember I think I had John Lowe, but John Lowe was my first tungsten dart. I think. What's it? Yeah. See, I didn't. I never played darts. I tell you, so uh, the first dartboard that I had in my house 
was I bought it 24 hours before the lockdown. Probably told boys, I've probably told everyone this story, but uh, literally as soon as I knew we were going into lockdown, I thought, well, sorry, what I might as well play, I might as well learn to play darts. So I went to Argos the day before it shut down, bought a dartboard, brought it home, um, ordered loads of darts off the internet, blamed each one of the different sets as to why I was crap. So it wasn't me; it was the dads. Like they thought, um, and then, and I've, and I've added that, and I've, pl- and I've probably, you know, when I've not, when I've been in my house, I've probably thrown darts every day since. I can't remember not, you know, if I'm, it, I have a board in my kitchen. Like if I'm boiling a kettle, I chuck darts at the wall. You know, if, if if I'm pottering around, I'm always chucking them ever since. And I'm on now with a set. I tell you what, I'm throwing lately. I was throwing a set of Ad Lewis darts. And then they're completely different, but my mate gave me a chuck of Johnny Clayton, a Johnny Clayton sec, and they just felt extra lovely and matched my grip really well. So at the minute, I'm throwing a set of 23 gram Johnny Clayton's. Nice. The Eric Bristow Red Rings. Yeah, they were iconic from Argos. They were. (laughs) They were. I remember everyone had them. Uh, I hear Corey Cadby's KSI is next to Poe. Could you imagine? I know I'd put my money on. <laughs> I didn't watch any of it at the weekend. I refused to. Oh, I well, you know, Phil, because I I did watch it, and and I haven't got enough. I haven't got enough swear words in my vocabulary to tell you how bad it was. A curiosity got me, and I'm annoyed at myself that I was curious enough to watch it because it was crap. Oh, it was beyond garbage. Yeah, I, I, I deliberately, I was working anyway, and I was Horrendous. like, this. you'd have disliked yourself afterwards. I, afterwards, I disliked myself for having, for having been drawn, allowed myself <laughs> to be drawn into it. Is that all it needed, Dan? I thought it did you a lot more before one, mate. Oh, mate, there's a queue. <laughs> <laughs> so, back to Sam's question was, was it on the line? Would you like to see the draws for events done on the day? Um, even no, I, 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 I like the UK Open being that way, but the others, from a media point of view that we're in, know it would be horrific. Um, I want draws that no. aren't seeded draws to be shown, if not on telly, because I know it's not practical, it's not like the FA Cup where you know you do it after the match that's just been on, but I want to see draws. Like when there's an event, when there's a tournament, I don't want someone to just say, "There's the draw for the event." I want to see it happen live. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't particularly want it on the day. I'm happy to have it whenever, but I, I want to see the draw happen. Yeah, I agree. Um, scrolling back through, what else have we got? Um, done that one. We've done the that one there. Um, Burnett Barney final 98 that was superb it was a good match that yeah loved every single minute of that Um, I know we spoke about it last week but do we reckon we're going to have a shuffle round in terms of venues do you think the morning side survives I don't 
think so. It it just doesn't look it doesn't look like what it should look like for an event like that. Even my, in the latter stages. My only concern with that is I think it possibly outstays Aldersley. Oh, Aldersley's going nowhere. Aldersley's going to be... That's the slam's home now. Do you not think that to move to Leicester? No, not after speaking with the PDC marketing boys. They've sold more tickets for this year's event than they ever have. But I think we'll be having similar questions around midweek there. That's yeah, normal. That's normally the issue with the, the, the slam at Aldersley. I think everyone's got tolerance for it looking a bit sparse in the early stages, midweek matches when folk have got the, you know, the, the thing that, that I just thought, thought was a bit of an own goal was not doing something to cover and put some sort of image, whether that be, you know, even just a big flag or something, over the seats at the back because it just constantly all you could see and it's the it's the arrangement of that arena and how it's set out and the shape of it that you spend all your time looking at empty seats all the time um i for me i just think it doesn't fit the image very well far far too far south and like (laughs) replaced and played in how far north do I go? I'll tell you where I'd like to see it. Somewhere like... I don't know. Yorkshire. Leeds, maybe. Birmingham. I'd have it in Newcastle, but I just feel people think I'm taking the piss if I say that. They would. I would. I'll, pull the, I'll, I'll go for the nearest big city that's... Like further south, <laughs> York could be good. Right, York could be right. No, but like I just, for me, it doesn't look. And I, and then you end up thinking, well, because even at the back end of the week, it didn't look good. Even like and we all week we said, well, don't worry because those seats will all be full come Saturday Sunday, you know. And they weren't. And they're just the way that that room is shaped and the way those. But the, for me, I don't know why they didn't just cover it. Could have just covered those seats because all week you just looked at empty seats all week, and it doesn't make it feel special. Doesn't make it feel like a big major event on telly. No, that's fair. Um, what else did we have in here? Um, do you think the PDC World Championships are the most open ever? So many good players now, not one dominating MBG up and down. I'm still not convinced. I think the World Championship is just different to everything else because of the set play format. Yeah, if it yeah. was if it was leg play, I can kind of go with that. But I just think that you have to be able to get your head around set play. And it I just think that it will be one of the big boys that win it. There's so many movies, you know, the, the fact that it is set play, the fact that it is the world champions, there is so much more you know, the weighting of, of money. Let's be honest, like they're they're earning money. And that is their biggest earning opportunity of the year. Some of those lads that aren't the big boys, that is the most money they've ever played for. It's the biggest opportunity they've ever had. 
and the pressure that's involved and and I just it it the whole event suits big big players, big names, big personalities, big bollocks. Suits the players who have been to a semi final of a world before or a semi final yeah, of, of a, 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 a Grand Prix before because of the set format and the London. It suits those, and that's why you expect those names to be there then. Um, and it's also the, how you prepare, the nowhere of it. It's like there's a lot of expectation around Littler, for example, of going on and having a good sort of run with it being his world. But it's the preparing it, and it's 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 like no other tournament because it is two tournaments. Yeah, it's a pre-Christmas and a post-Christmas, and then a it's that's how it start be looked at, and then a post-New Year tournament potentially even going into free it's how you manage all that 100 that time of year it's that's why you look at it and it's hard to look back probably four or five names who can win the worlds this year because of that experience and know-how yeah i i i agree um uh we, we spoke about tune earlier big johnny um what would you change off the PDC calendar? I'd organise it slightly better. I know it's not as easy as just saying I'd organise it better, but I'd I take that stupid trip to Bahrain out for starts at that World's, time of year. World Series yeah. in January. I'm, well, I'm January World Series would be the first one. Every sport needs an off season. Yeah. Now I understand Q School has to be in January. But that's not you. That's not pros. That's the thing for me. The World Championship final, the one two eight shouldn't play again until either the Masters, the last weekend in January, or that February period for me. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I, I think there needs to be an off season. I think it's madness, and you're all you're going to do. And I and I, I understand like all the commercial aspect to it makes complete sense. I just think you've got to look at your calendar and do it in a way that's better because you do immediately start to hurt your pro tour by yeah. in, you, you immediately have the biggest players in their world in the world are completely strung out. Most of them have gone deep into the world championships. Then they've gone to dick around in Bahrain and everywhere else. They're also then looking at that. They're on the cusp of 17 weeks on the bounce in the premier league. There's got to be some, no, there's got to be some opportunity for some, you know, recuperation there, hasn't there? Yeah. Yeah. For me, just a downtime. World final on New Year's Day. No bastard would go. Nah. They'll all be hungover from New Year's Eve. Um, and you can't have world fixtures on Boxing Day either because it, you, people have got to travel. Yeah. Does Luke Littler win a pro tour in his first year? Yes. I'm going to say yes as well. The easiest gonna... question you've asked me all night. I'm going to say no. Really? Yeah. I just think there's too... I think his game's too good. There's there's too many opportunities. Like how many pro tours have we played? 34? 30, isn't there? Is it 30. I just think there's too many. I just think if you give Luke Little a 30 cracks at something, he'd do it. That that's what I I think he's got 30 opportunities to to string his A game together for an afternoon. 
And 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 if he plays his A game for an afternoon, he'll push anyone. Not saying he beats everybody, but he'll push anyone. And I just think with 30 opportunities for him to get one out of 30, yeah. I'd back yeah. it. Not first year, I don't think he will. But, I think yeah. he'll I think he'll take a lot by surprise. We saw we saw I don't, that's the thing. In... I don't think him winning one will be a surprise. I just looked at the field of winners now for the players' championships this year. Dirk three, Derwin three, Luke two, Noffy two, Damon two, Dando two, then you're doing Smith, Van Derwin. Van Derwin's only won one. I know he hasn't played more. Johnny Clayton only won one. Cross only won one. Cheesy only one. You looked at the names and I just think it's still a different, difficult field to down and win one. It's, it's undoubtedly it's undoubtedly a difficult field, but uh, I feel far more confident about saying yes to him winning one than I probably ever would have done on a year one to a card holder. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I I completely agree. Um. Everyone, thank you very, very much. Um, an unbelievable show this evening. Thoroughly enjoyed every single second of it. Um, we had no stupids tonight because Gob's not here. <laughs> um, we're more often. Yeah, but plenty coming up your way. Like we said, we have four another four streams to go. This week, we have you covered on the Pro Tour. We've got some interviews to edit um, as well. We've got Gary Anderson, Ian White. I can't remember who the other one was. Ross Smith. Possibly, yep. Um, he, did, he did tell me. Um, yeah. And for once, you won't hear my voice on them. We, we, we allowed Gobby on day release. <laughs> um, so, plenty coming your way. Also... Like we said, book the 11th in your diaries for the live lounge live. Also, I've got another banging idea for some content, which I'm going to run past the boys once we come off air. Um, but it's all been superb. Thank you very, very much last time. Make sure you subscribe because we massively appreciate your support. And we'll see you all on Wednesday. I'll be Bill Bars, Lee Boyce. And, of course, Dan Simpson, as always. Thank you very much, and we'll see you all very, very soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.